Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 20, Spring Training. All right, Mary, what happened? Brandon and Jim have volunteered to coach baseball to the children of West Beverly Hills. Jim injures his back on the first day of practice, leaving Brandon and Steve to coach alone until he heals. Brandon struggles to earn the kids' respect and even considers quitting coaching after seeing their behavior during a practice game against Nat's team of kids. After a run through the neighborhood, a very dumb dog follows Brenda home. (laughs) She names him Wally and tries to hide him in the garage. Cindy and Jim won't let her keep Wally. Apparently, Brenda is worse at pet ownership than she is at driving. They (laughs) They insist she find Wally a home that isn't theirs. Cindy, having to deal with a grumpy, injured husband and the loudest dog in the world, goes full mom mode trying to maintain peace in her household. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, it feels like when you say that synopsis that a lot happened in this episode, but I also feel like nothing happened. Yeah, nothing happened. I mean, there was no real drama. There was some drama, but it wasn't, like, real drama. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't that fun of an episode, personally. I know. I, maybe it's because I don't like baseball and I never played youth sports. Oh, and see, I can mad relate to the whole youth sports, especially baseball because I played softball and all that stuff. But, like, it wasn't enough to make me be like, oh, my God, this episode. I'm so into this episode because I can relate. I was just like, cool. Yeah, same. Yeah. No, I was just like, didn't do this. Yeah. Don't really care. <laughs> Like the tight pants. Yeah. And that's about it. Which, that's basically one of the first things we see is Steve. Steve's outfit was so good. He is making a statement. His little racer back <laughs> muscle tee. That's a just, crop? Yeah. No, I was just like, okay. And the leggings and the tall white socks. Like, dude was, he was the Kelly Taylor of the baseball Ooh, team. Ooh. Or like the it. Donna Martin because also she dresses really I was well. going to say, we know Donna knows fashion. That's right. No, I was I was here for it. I was like, okay, this is going to be a good episode. Yeah, mostly because <laughs> of Steve, which is weird because I don't think we've ever said that. Well, and the thing is, like, even throughout the episode, I was like, I don't really like Steve. Yeah. He's kind of being a butthole. He's always a butthole. This, Yeah, this was, like, usual level of Steve being a butt. Right. Like, it wasn't anything more or less than what he normally is. This was very status quo on brand Steve. Mm-hmm. Spoiled slut standard steve oh my God, he was a spoiled splut spoiled slut. spoiled <laughs> slut hashtag spoiled slut <laughs> i love what was the like first thing that the the team mom brought and he like walks onto camera and he was like oh yeah blah 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 and then just lifts up the bowl of noodles and was like yeah but have you had these it was dim sum it felt like a weird advertisement for dim sum like brandon's looking over at the team mom serving out dim sum talking about it then oh by the way steve comes into frame here's my dim sum you should really try this i know he's sitting there talking and then it just like rises out of nowhere and he's like but have you had this <laughs> yes yeah, like, dim sum get you some <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay but anyway, i feel like we gotta like go back a little bit <laughs> well to be fair getting distracted by steve's outfit is something we probably haven't done yet so yeah it was due for a steve distraction yeah because steve- nope can't make it happen <laughs> a Mm-hmm. I, was, I tried. Yeah, just Steve. Shit. No. Yeah, I tried. It just, didn't work. No. You can cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna cut it. Ah. Um. No, because like the episode doesn't even start on them. No, it, it starts on Brenda. 
running. I know. My first note was, I feel like Brenda is Ariel. She's a runner and likes animals and makes good jokes because she makes some joke about the dog or whatever. And uh, But yeah, she's running. She's getting her morning run, getting her fitness on. And then a Working dog. on her fitness. Yeah. Dog comes by just like running with her. I know. He just like tries up. That has never happened to me. Well, I usually run up to cats though, not dogs. <laughs> Fair. But also this dog like is like a shaggy dog, not typically a running dog. <laughs> I feel like shaggy dogs are a lot more popular in like TV and movies than I've actually seen in real life. Right? And maybe that's because we live in Georgia, but you yeah, know, super no, that's hot fair. Here. But then again, I see huskies and like German shepherds and stuff all the time in Georgia mm-hmm. and those guys got to be hot. Well, and even just like a dog with black fur. Yeah, exactly. Like, dogs just get hot. But yeah, I've never seen shaggy dogs out in the wild. <laughs> In the but, wild. Well, technically, this one's in the wild. He was a runaway. He was a little stray. That's true. I love, yeah, she's, like, talking to him. And she's like, no, go away while she's still running. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no, I'm good. I'm I just like-, like how she immediately talks to it like a person. I know. <laughs> like, she's always like, no, I'm telling you, you have to go home. I can't take you home. Like, she can reason with it. But, like, <laughs> he doesn't understand. Or maybe he does. We don't know. We've had a l- many a discussion about whether dogs can understand us mm-hmm. and if dogs can understand English better or if they l- prefer French. Or German. <laughs> or German, yeah. No, that was the thing. When we were in France and I, like, went running that one day, mm-hmm. there were a bunch of cats in the park. And I was just like, bonjour. <laughs> They still stared at me like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Bonjour la chat. <laughs> it's like, uh, j'adore. Yeah, je t'aime. <laughs> Mi amour. Nope, that's Italian. <laughs> yeah, I was like, te amo? No. Nope, that's wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I think with Brenda, though, it kind of feeds into her, like, intuitive self. I think we bring this up a lot, like, Brenda's whole, like, testing that she got when they mm-hmm. did the, t- the twin study. But she's so, like welcoming and a little naive but like also like wait you're probably a stray so immediately like you probably belong to somebody but now I don't know so I'm just gonna take you in with me well it feels very Brenda and yeah a lot of times we've seen Brenda have like this big heart and like Mm want to help people and want to do all of this kind of stuff and so yeah I mean it really tracks although I will say like when she gets home she doesn't have the dog with her right because she finds him later behind the house eating the garbage yeah yeah and then (laughs) Like, that could have been anything, and she was just like, what is that? Yeah, it could have been, like, a burglar. It could have been, like, granted, she did leave a stranded car, walk by herself at night to a gas station. To talk to some random who then gave her a ride. Yeah, so maybe Brenda's not as intuitive. (laughs) (laughs) I take it all back. At least not for 2019. But for 1991, this was probably the norm. Yeah, no, people didn't lock their doors back then. But again, I love how when Brenda does see the dog rifling through the trash, she still talks to him like it's a person. I know. She's like, you have to stop doing this. I'm not allowed to take you in. I can't do it. You're just, you have to go home. <laughs> it's like, he doesn't know. I feel, yeah, I feel like she's saying it as she's like leading him to the garage being like, I can't let you stay here, but there's a box with a bed in it and I'm going to go get you some water and da 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 da. Like, yeah. I feel like that's what's really happening here. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know I can't have you, but... I also, it's later in the episode when they, like, find out that she has the dog and they get so mad because they're all sitting at the table and it's Uh barking and they're like, it sounds like it's coming from the side of the house. No, it's in the garage. And they're like, no, 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 I swear, I promise. I'm the man of the house. It sounds like it's coming from the side of the house. Mansplaining. Right? She's like, 
no trust me it's in the garage but that yeah and they go out to see the dog and she's like well he's really smelly but he's really sweet or something like that mm-hmm. and all i could think of was why didn't you give him a bath or at least hose him down or like yeah you don't have to leave that dog smelling like garbage right especially That's if just you're like, rude yeah especially if you're bringing it into your home yeah but no i all guess that stuff's didn't gonna to do that oh brenda but she can't do anything against those puppy dog eyes. She can't refuse it. It was such a cute puppy. It is a cute dog. Especially when it would, like, put its little head down and, like, I know, look all when sad. She, when she was like, now, Wally, I can't da 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 And, like, wagging her finger. And he just put his head down. I was like, oh, baby. Sorry. <laughs> but the whole time that she had him and he wasn't responding to things, all I could think of was, like, his name's not Wally. Yeah. Maybe you try just dog or buddy. Boy. Yeah. Like... like a generic term to refer to this pet. Yeah. I mean, the, do you even know it's a boy? I mean, that was assuming. <laughs> yeah. She never, I, she we assume she never checked. But yeah, like, my cats barely respond to their names, and I've had them for years. Right. Well, cats, you know, I don't think they... They know. <laughs> they know. If I say Castle's name, his little ears perk up, and he knows, mm-hmm. but he does not turn. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. You might know it. Cats know everything. They just refuse everything. Yeah, no. Except food. He's like crawling over to the sink to like do something he's not supposed to do and i'm like castle i see you and he's like i got about five seconds before you get to me Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try it i'm gonna do it anyway (laughs) but yeah and it sounds like for the most part the family minus jim are like okay with this like cindy's being reasonable about uh reasonable about it brandon i don't think really cares to be honest with you but yeah, because of the events that happened to Jim, he's just being an asshole about everything. I know. Jim was in such a sour mood the whole time, mm-hmm. and he's, like, getting all pissy with her and being like, I'm the one that's going to have to feed it, and I'm the one that's going to have to... Honestly, like, aside from how much of him being a dick, I was like, that's Nate. I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find it. Hold on, where did it go? Oh my god, Jim sounds like Nate when it comes to dogs. Quote, I'm going to be the one that will have to feed it, take it out, blah, blah, blah. Literally, that is my husband's argument (laughs) as to why I cannot have unconditional love in my life. Do you think Caitlin should have a dog? Tweet at us. Please. We're at Back to Podcast. Tell me that I need a dog. Tell me evidence. Tell me reasons why I definitely deserve it. Send pictures of of your own dog. Yes. And if it won't fit in a tweet, we have an email address. We do. It's backtopodcast at gmail.com. Guys, we are so on it. We're on it, <laughs> but you guys should be on it and convince my husband to let me get a dog, please. We, we need pet owners to help. And he yeah. doesn't like cats, so. Oh, yeah, cats that's not are out. Get He's allergic. That's fair. I don't really, I, I don't mind cats, but I don't want one. I want a dog, a small one, preferably. Not picky about the breed. Yeah, just just a little baby dog, not this big shaggy dog. Yeah, I don't want the Wally. I don't want the shaggy dog. Just give me a little baby, and then we'll be fine. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, yeah, no, Jim was just being such a butthole this whole episode. And I know it's because he was in a lot of pain. So, you know, I'm not really holding it against him. But he said some really mean things. He really did. And it was – I understand the part about, like – Brenda's track record because like Mary synopsis when she <laughs> said that Brenda's worse at caring for animals than driving. She's driving. Um, this is another way that Beverly Hills 90210 is like Gilmore Girls because if you recall, Lorelai had a horrible history with a turtle, a rabbit, and I forget the other animal, but 
then she gets Paul Anka, who oh, was also a shaggy dog. He was! And nobody thought she could take care of it, but she loves him. He's perfect. They're perfect. She names him freaking Paul Anka, so. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so that's another aside. But I felt bad for Brenda because I'm like, okay, yeah, history doesn't serve, but that doesn't mean you can't, like, move on from it, you know? Well, and that's the thing. Like, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it or whatever. But, like, she's also older and a Mm -hmm. different person now. Yeah, they claimed, like, she didn't take care of this one animal when she was eight or something like that. Yeah, it's It's been "Mm." another eight years. Exactly. Like, calm yourself. Yeah. But, no, that's when Cindy, like, shuts it down and goes full mom. And she was just like, no. Yeah. And she was like on Brenda's side this time, which I really appreciated. Because oh, usually it. we're like used to seeing them at each other's throats. Yeah. And so her coming to her defense, jumping down Jim's throats because she's like, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to like put up with this. Mm-hmm. I know you're in pain, but that doesn't give you the right to be a jerk. Here's why this is okay. Or here's what Brenda, you're going to do this. Brandon, you're going to do this. Jim, you're going to shut the hell up. And just lay on the couch and take your medicine. Yeah, because I feel like they were just, like, arguing back and forth and getting nowhere. And exactly. mom was just like, I am not living with this. Yeah, she's like, I will mediate this and I will solve this problem. No, loved her. Loved it. 100%. Killing it. And then, I mean, yeah, Jim basically does just go lay down, which yeah. was nice. I love the scene where Brenda was trying to, like, train the dog. And the girls were there. Oh, my God. And Kelly was rocking her, like, American flag shorts. Those were great. Very 4th of July. It feels summer. Granted, it probably always feels spring, summer in L.A., but definitely felt the vibe that it, this is spring. Yeah. Um, but it was cute how they were, like, trying to train it, trying to get it to stay. And then Donna's like, uh, what's wrong with your dog? And it's just, like, <laughs> vigorously licking Donna's leg. <laughs> Yeah. Like she probably just had lotion on it. Let's be real. Well, Dogs love lotion. Honestly, yeah. They were saying, like, oh, he just really likes the smell of perfume. And she's like, I'm not wearing perfume. And I was like, <laughs> did you shower today? Yeah. yeah. I mean, truthfully, like, I really do think it's just probably lotion or something. Because I remember my old dog, like, he would, anytime my mom would, like, put lotion on her hands, he'd go to town. He's like, oh, that's for me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 no. She would always try to, like, hide or, like, <laughs> not let the dog see that she was putting on lotion. But he can smell it. He knows. Oh, they smell everything. That's right. <laughs> no. I mean, that, yeah, at that point, I was like, this dog is not named Wally. And you should know this dog is not named Wally. Yeah. And Come you shouldn't on. just name it. I mean. I mean, I, th- I think you can. I haven't personally owned a dog in a while. Like, my parents have had dogs mm-hmm. since I've been out of the house. Um, but, like, I don't know how you teach an animal a new name, like, right that far into their life. Like, when we got Castle, his name was Ray. And I was hmm. like, I'm not naming my cat Ray. Hmm. That's boring. Well, and that was before Star Wars, too, and probably the R-A-Y, not the R-E-Y. Yeah, because he's a boy, so he right. was Raymond. Right. Oh, Raymond. Yeah, he was Ray. <laughs> but, um, no, he was, like, five months old, which is old for a cat, but, like, it's been mm-hmm. five years. He knows. Yeah. Well, and I think... The problem I had with Brenda just going ahead and naming it, though, is, like, she doesn't officially know if the dog's a stray yet. So it's almost like, why don't you wait until you officially, like, know it's a stray, know it doesn't have a home, can physically keep it. Yeah, don't get super attached to it. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're just confusing the dog, you're confusing yourself, and then... Yeah. Whatever. I do love 
that like she does try to go to shelters to be like, hey, I found this dog. And then she and mom have that whole conversation where she was like, they're going to, what did they use the word? Eliminate? No, she's like, oh, destroy. Yeah, like what? Yeah, I was like, that's really harsh and I don't like that. No, certainly not. Um, But no, I kind of love that she took him to the shelters and Mm -hmm. was like, I have this dog that needs to find a home, needs to find his home. Mm -hmm. Which Did they microchip? Dogs back then? Could I don't they? think so. I, I mean, I don't know when it started happening, but I don't... I, I want to say it wasn't that early in the 90s. Yeah. But I maybe mean, it was. I, I have know. no idea. Don't fact check us. Or you could on this one. Mm, don't fact check us. All right. Just don't do it. Um, But no, like, she takes them and they say, like, oh, yeah, this percentage of animals get destroyed every year. Mm-hmm. And mom was just like, this is why people need to spay and neuter their pets. Mm-hmm. And I was just really waiting for, like, a the more you know kind of thing to pop up. For sure. I mean, it was a good conversation and it showed some like sympathetic and empathy and all that kind of stuff side to both of them. But it was actually also like a really logical explanation and conversation between the two of them when so many of their conversations are all emotions no matter what. And logic is just thrown out the window. So it's like, okay, maybe the writers, maybe, you know, the showrunners, the actors, I don't know, but maybe they're starting to be like, okay, we need to, like, get mother-daughter on a good track. Well, and this one was written by Charles Rosen, who's, like, one of the main writers. Right. Right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe he has had this, like, arc for Mom and Brenda and, you know, all of these things. And these are the intended relationships and, like, emotions that these people have. Exactly. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. But, I mean... So they end up deciding they're, they can't take the dog to the shelter. They have mm-hmm. to keep him there. Everyone's getting attached to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that at some point Jim was like, yeah, the barking really helps put me to sleep. It's like, it's weird. But at the same time, like, you know, we live in the city, so I hear noises yeah. outside. Yeah. And, like, it's not even that, like, cars honking and, like, you know, noises out there put me to sleep. But when they're gone, I you notice, notice it. it. Yeah, and it's the opposite for me because our neighborhood is, like, super, super quiet. So we would notice a dog barking, and my husband certain, certainly would not be able to sleep because he's the lightest sleeper on the planet. Yeah, no, like, none of that. I think that's probably why I slept through the smoke alarm that one time. Probably. I mean, that thing was loud. No. I mean, and I'm a super deep sleeper, too. But I shot up out of the bed, and it was like, what's going on? I'm like, get the fire alarm. (laughs) Nope. I was just like, this is normal. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Our smoke alarm for our building, so it, like, it plays in the stairwell and not in the building. So the only time that I've ever heard it was when somebody pulled the alarm to, like, get into the building Mm -hmm. or something like that. Like, I don't remember exactly what she was doing, but she was trying to, like, break into places. Mm. Um. But we were, like, watching TV, and I think it, like, split between commercials where we were fast-forwarding through something, and I heard something outside, and I had to, like, open the windows and stick my head out to hear the alarm, and the alarm goes, the fire alarm has been pulled. Oh, my gosh. Please make your way through the stairwell or something like that. And I was like, this is the emergency (laughs) sound? That's crazy. We're screwed. It's, like, so calm and, like, instructive. (laughs) Well, and it was going off for a while, and I was like... John, we need to leave. We need to, like, pack the cats up. Somebody started a fire. And he was just like, do you hear this? This is not the emergency sound. And he didn't move. And then he was right. But I was just like. (laughs) But what if he wasn't? I know. (laughs) 
that's always my thing. That's why I follow the rules, because I'm like, what if yeah. it's wrong? But yeah. I did also think it was cute when, like, Brenda was in the garage in her little pajamas. I thought she was about to, like, stay there with him. Oh, that would have been so cute. But then she ends up bringing him, like, sneaking him into the house, and then she... Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. It's time to wake up. (laughs) Man. Must be nice. Um, But yeah, then she brings him into the house, like, sneaks him in, and then she's trying to keep him on the floor and, like, you gotta be quiet, blah, blah, blah. But then he just, like, hops up right in the bed with her, and she's like, oh, he's up here. Wait, I like this. And just goes to sleep. It was pretty adorable. No, I love snuggling with my pet. Of course. Um, Well, and, like, that's the thing is you just see all of them get really attached to Mm -hmm. him, like, right before he runs away because somebody left the door open. Yeah. Which, come on. Rookie mistake. Right. But mom is, like, sitting in the kitchen, like, mixing up some wet food for him. Yep. Like, oh, well, you know, we had this pot roast, and it's not going to stay good for very long. So, like, here you go. Yeah, that's cute. It was adorable. It's like, my parents do that with their dog. I think that dog eats better than my parents do. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. My Thankfully, my parents, with their two new pups, they don't eat any table food because our old one was super super spoiled when it came to table food and ate like a freaking king and i come <laughs> home and like want a snack and they're like oh sorry the dog ate it and i'm like oh <laughs> great thanks mom um but uh yeah so thankfully now they've like tamed it and like don't give them because now they don't beg that was the problem is the old dog would beg because he knew he could get the scraps and oh. now the other dogs say like when it's time for my parents to eat they're like in the living room yeah so it's perfect no my parents dog like she has a lot of anxiety, so she'll hmm. only eat if someone is in the kitchen with her. Interesting. But, like, she she doesn't really beg. I think she wants attention more than she wants food. Sure. Um, but, like, my mom will make gravy to put into her dry food for her. Whoa. And then, like, if she gets wet food, it's, like, the Rachel Ray <laughs> wet food. And I'm just like, come on. Yeah. I don't even get Rachel Ray. <laughs> I know. So I think it was right before Wally got out. Um, oh, when she's trying to find a home for him? Yeah. And so, funniest scene in the uh, the movie, of the TV show to me, um, she takes him to David. Yeah. Which, like, ugh, it was just an excuse to put David in the episode. Exactly. But I, I love that he's, like, on the ground, like, petting the dog. And she's like, well, he likes you, which in your case ought to count for something. Right? I was like, oh, I, burn. Big burn. Ouch. I laughed out loud at that one. I loved I love that because it's so well known that David's a creep to the point where everyone will just say it to his face, basically. <laughs> well, and that's what keeps getting me on this show is like, I know their intention back then was to be like, oh, he's the annoying younger brother right. without actually making him a younger brother. And it like upsets me. I'm like, no, he's creepy. Yeah. None of you should talk to him. Yeah, he's like creepy. <laughs> like I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about like, stalkers and they were like if you interact with a stalker and they are actually a stalker they're gonna find a way to rationalize through it of like you say get away from me I don't want to talk to you and they're gonna say like oh well she really wants to be with me but she can't or like she's afraid to be with me and I'm like no you are all just feeding into David and that's why he's gonna become a serial killer and put Kelly's face on his face and the nose the wall of noses the jars of noses it's happening. It's going to happen. We're building our case. 
But yeah. every episode, it seems like we get more and more evidence. Yeah, because then he thinks, he's like, oh, well, I'll take the dog on a trial period if you get me a date with Kelly. Yeah. It's like, why is that the bargaining chip? Like, well, And he's done that before. He right. got a date with her. I don't remember why in the episode where Brenda moved out. It was the election. Um, he did the campaign video. Oh, that was it. That's yeah. Right. Oh my I knew gosh. he had to like finagle it. Like He's she's not like, just giving him dates. No. But he keeps like trying to trick people or bribe people into letting him date Kelly. And I'm like, it doesn't work anytime. She does not want it. She doesn't like you. She, I mean, I, I guess I wish they would just be like, this is not going to happen. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It it's is not, not a going to happen. Well, I mean, Brenda does kind of do that at this point. She's just like, come on, Wally, we can do better. Like, she's like, I am <laughs> yeah. not pimping my friend out to find a home for this dog, especially because if he's that creepy, you don't want a dog near him. No. That's not. the trifecta. That is the Animals trifecta. is part of it. Ugh. I know. Poor Wally. It's okay. Wally. Anyway. Well, it works out for Wally in the end. It does. Right? He gets back to his owner. Yeah. I love, I do love, like, he runs away, and then they're all at the park, and Brenda's like, that's Wally. Come here, boy. Like, he has never answered to that before, <laughs> and she thinks this is the time it's going to happen, and he just, like, comes at her, and then 90 degrees. Yeah. He's like, psych, juke, <laughs> and then goes to his rightful owner, which is good. I'm glad he got back to his owner. I know, and I felt, the kid was like, I thought you were dead. Yeah. Like, How oh, sad buddy. is that? <laughs> That would have been just, like, I mean, overwhelming joy. Like, oh, yeah. If you thought your dog was dead, and then all of a sudden, he's, he's here. And he's running up to you, Ugh. and he's, like, a little smelly, but he's been fed. He's been fed. He's been tended to. I st- Someone has to have given him a bath at some point. I cannot think. imagine that mom would let a smelly dog sit at the house. Like, I well, feel like that's... Well, he slept in Brenda's bed, so... It was yeah. real smelly. No, that's very fair. <laughs> if they, like, woke up the next morning, they're like, Brenda, you smell like a dog. <laughs> yeah, you smell like wet dog. Gross. She's just like, I, I don't understand. You smell something? Yeah. I don't smell anything. There's no dog in here. <laughs> no, but. That wraps up Wally. I was going to say, that, that was Brenda. about it. That was the puppy story. Wally and Brenda, the tag team, the duo. Back to Steve. Steve. <laughs> Well, because I thought it was so adorable that it was going to be Jim and Brandon and Steve. Yeah, like he was like the third wheel, like a brother. No, uh, Steve definitely needs a strong father figure in his life. He needs a dad, yeah. It's very sad that he doesn't have like a good relationship with his father, but it is nice that he can have at least somewhat of a relationship. I mean, not only with Brandon, but then with the family, too. It's kind of like mm-hmm. with Kelly. Like, we've not seen Kelly's dad. Kelly's mom is is off, and I assume she's still in rehab. Yeah. Or I something. Know. I mean, we just haven't seen her, but clearly mm-hmm. it's not a great dynamic at the Taylor household. And so her kind of joining in with the Walsh family and having Cindy and then having Brenda, it's like these two... Now I'm starting to understand why Steve and Kelly were together in the first place. Mm-hmm. They have a, actually a lot in common. They really do. So, yeah. But it's good to see Steve kind of being part of the family, part of the bros, the Walsh mm-hmm. bros, you know. So I like it. Mm-hmm. But then we see Jim. I know. I, the best part was it was like the very first thing Jim did. It was, was such throw a throw his man. back out. I was like, 
man, Jim and Brandon are just great at sports, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. It's like another reason to show us how terribly mediocre the Walsh they boys are, are at sports. I know, because even, like, right before they start, I don't remember the exact words, but Steve is like, oh, is your dad really good at sports or Baseball something? Or and then Brandon's like, oh, he's great. Just watch him. And then just, ugh. He just freezes. Down. Oh, man. Ugh. Classic Jim. Classic Jim. <laughs> I almost, like, at first thought it was just going to be an excuse, you know? Like, because even in when he was talking about his, like, glory days in basketball, the only reason he was in the game was because the whole team fouled out or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like, trying to think, okay, is this just an excuse so he doesn't actually have to show how bad he is at baseball? Yeah. But he or, really yeah, like, did throw his back out. is Brandon going to be like, oh, yeah, my dad's great, but he just remembers his dad being great from when he was in Little League. Exactly. And not that he's actually any good at sports. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, he immediately hurts himself and is just like, Brandon, I need you to step in for me. Take my place. <laughs> but I love how the kids, like, immediately make fun of him. I know. He's, like, laying in the bed, like, paralyzed. He's, like, not even moving his head. He's, like, moving his eyes and that's <laughs> it. And, like, Brenda and Brandon come in and they're like, Poor daddy. I know. Oh, it was my so God. weird, but also funny. And I loved also, it. Like, just, I like that they're making fun of him. Well, that's, that's the thing. Funny. I love it. Like, everyone in the family is like, it's your fault you did this. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. You got to stretch before you work out. <laughs> yeah. Cindy was even like that. That's what you get when you don't stretch out before you do activity. <laughs> and, like, she was like, oh, who should we pity more, the patient or the nurse? Yeah, exactly. Like, the nurse. Savage Cindy strikes again. Oh, it was great. And then, yeah, so Steve and Brandon are like, all right, we're going to, you know, take it up. We're going to deal with these kids. And then they immediately are talking to Dylan and they're like, you want to coach with us? He's like, nah, man, I stay away from all that. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, he's real smart. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and this is like where I start relating really well to this because – Number one, my dad was my coach in softball almost every single year I played. Um, So I've got that, like, angle with the dad and and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. But then also, like, Dylan's talking about how he – well, first of all, Dylan doesn't strike me as a baseball player to begin with. He kind of reminds me of Danny Zuko in Greece and how bad he was at sports. I see Dylan as that just a little bit, like, because he's just so cool and he's got the nice car. Like, I don't know. Just a little bit. But anyway, he did play baseball, but then he started talking about the politics and how the parents would get super, super competitive and how they almost cared more than the kids did, and that would pretty much ruin the game and the sport for them. So I can definitely relate to that because I played, like, travel softball, and so that was way more competitive than just a standard recreational league or whatever, and the parents were brutal. Like, they would get involved not just, like, yelling and screaming from the stands, but, like, do whatever they could to get their kid to play. Yeah. And it's like, your kid's going to play if your kid's good. But then what would suck is when the coaches would actually, like, listen to it. And that's what happens like in this. Yes, yeah. like Steve. The coach would be like, oh, yeah, well, this guy's got a lot of money. He's going to support the team. He's, like, a sponsor. His kid is good, but, like, you know, he's like, probably not another... the best. Yeah. Well, or, like... You know, his kid's good, but this other kid hasn't played, but it doesn't matter that it's youth sports and, like, everyone should get a chance to play. Right. I want my kid in for the winning blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Which, like, I think they put a lot of emphasis on this being a very Beverly Hills thing. Definitely. Which is really interesting because, yeah, like, you know, when the dim sum comes up and Brandon Mm -hmm. says, 
well, we just had Twinkies after practice and like everyone got to play and, you know, he's doing his good old Midwestern boy Mm -hmm. stuck in Beverly Hills where, you know, one of the dads went to a sporting goods store and just raided the place and then was like, we can't let the pores touch my things. Yeah, like that was horrible. And Steve was just like, I mean, you get it, right? Yeah, he's like, this is normal. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, no, you could tell that Steve and Dylan both played youth sports, but Steve was on one side of it and Dylan was on the other side of it. Yeah, because Dylan was the one that had the super competitive dad but didn't want to buy into it. And Steve, I bet I bet his dad wasn't even around. I was going to say, I could easily see this being like Dylan was already having fights with his dad and like already having issues in that relationship in that way yeah but steve's relationship with his dad had issues of like well maybe if i'm really good at sports and i play on the really rich team and da 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 like he'll love me and like he understood the whole bribing because he just wanted the attention and he wanted the glory yeah and i mean as a child like i i get it because you don't know any better you just want your parents love and attention you don't really care how you get it yeah so i can't fault steve as like baby steve no it it was really mostly just like this makes sense to me. Exactly. Like, totally like really opening my eyes. Yeah. It's made Steve <laughs> partially into what he is, the spoiled splat. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I love that, like, you know, they're talking to Dylan about this, and then Andrea shows up. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she's on the poor side of town and oh, saying yeah. the same thing of, like, no, youth sports are really competitive. And, like, there was this one kid on the team where I live that, like, had to get pulled out because their parents didn't want them in that environment. Right. And then Brandon goes, yeah, but was that kid any good? Yeah. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You are proving her point, Brandon. Exactly. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. Well, and I love the, like, misdirect that they have where they keep just saying the kid and not saying she had to get pulled out or it's not a he. Exactly. Like, they totally make you think that's just another boy. Well, yeah, they picked a name. Like, Avery can be both Exactly. Like, I was, I loved it when she showed up and I was like, oh, hello. Yes, girl. Yes. Yes. Um, But before we even get there, like, at first, it actually kind of looks like Steve is really good with the kids and Brandon's really not good with the kids because Steve was very much, like, bonding with them, kind of chasing them around and that, like, one of the first scenes that Yeah, he, like, picked him up and was like, dog pile and, you know, yeah, and being like, like an older brother. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. Steve has always had to kind of, like, be a little bit more charismatic because he's not had a great parent's you know, situation as as home. And you can tell he, like, made friends with Brandon super quick. So fast. So. Yeah, I mean, like, it definitely seemed like two different versions of an older brother. definitely. Like, Brandon's the one that's like, all right, we're going to run drills, and, Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to make sure everybody gets to play. And Steve is like, but there's dim sum over there. And let's have fun. Which also, by the way, dim sum is horrible food for exercise. It's like the, the chicken alfredo. That's what I wrote. <laughs> I was like, this is like Michael Scott being like, I'm going to carb load right yeah. before the race. Carb load. Then <laughs> it gets bad cramps. Oh, oh but like, yeah, it is not food for exercise. Like, This mom is not providing proper nutrition to her children. No, not at all. No, this needs to be like orange slices and Capri Suns. Yes. Oh, those days. Loved the orange slices. All day. Oh, halftime after the game. I was going to say, I played sports like once and I will never forget the orange slices. You can't. That was the best part. It was so great. They'd be like, oh, halftime. Here's orange slices. Afterwards, they'd be like, orange slices, 
And, and a cookie. And a Capri Sun. Yeah. Yeah, because I like you that's all you care about in like youth sports until you learn that, oh, winning's important. Yeah. And like I'm I'm actually capable of winning. You only care about the the orange slices. That's like the that's the participation trophy right there. The orange slices. <laughs> yeah, but you know who doesn't deserve orange slices in a participation trophy? Noah. Noah's a little bitch. He was a little punk, man. And then like when he was, like, talking back to Brandon and, yeah. like, you know, Brandon's trying to make him run laps and Steve's like, oh, but his dad's really important. I was like, y'all are just teaching him bad manners. Well, and it'd be one thing if Steve joined in with Brandon because I think then the kid would have backed down because, like, if he's got – it's kind of like good cop, bad cop. If he's got one person telling him no but the other person's like, no, it's fine, like, whatever – yeah, Who are you well, listen to? and I think because they think Steve is so cool, exactly. that he would do it, yeah, or at least like be less of a dick, right? Exactly. But Steve Such was still punk. being the whole like, well, we got to play up to the dads, right? Like you have to be nice to the parents. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't care about the kid because he cares about the parent more, and that's yeah. when politics and stupid. That's when sports are ruined. Honestly, yeah. that's no. why I quit playing basketball in tenth grade. That's why I quit playing softball. Like. There's been so many reasons that I've stopped playing because of parents. Then I have wanted to play the game that I loved. Oh, yeah. it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, I played basketball in middle school, and I'm terrible. You know I'm not good at sports. (laughs) It's not my thing. But I still played, or at least tried to, but, like, I rode the bench Mm -hmm. exclusively Mm -hmm. in eighth grade because there were, like, two teams that were both run by, like, two different dads for our school – and, like, one of the dads was much more like, well, my daughter's going to play. She was, like, six feet tall in third grade. so Or third grade, eighth grade. Um, and she so was like, well, we got my we got the center, but, like, I can yeah. build people in around her. And then the other dad was like, no, my daughter has four friends, so those are the five starters. Exactly. It's and, like, like, I never played. Yeah, it's you pick the kid that with the parents that have the most money, and then you pick their friends. Oh, yeah. That's no. how it works. And, like, you could tell. Yeah. That's how it happened. It's and, awful. Like, again, I was terrible. So <laughs> even when I went to high school, there was literally no way I was ever going to make any team. Yeah. But that is exactly what happened. Yeah. I did get to play in volleyball, but I think that's just because there's more people on the court. Yeah. I mean, there's – well, and, like, shorter people in volleyball tend to be really good setters. Yeah. Because that's – you just have to be good at distributing the ball. You don't have to be tall. Yeah. I was I was horrible on the back line. Yeah. But I could actually like participate yeah. in other places. Oh, my long arms came in really good with volleyball. I'm I short, love. but I got long arms. No, I love volleyball. <laughs> volleyball is super fun. But again, I was terrible. <laughs> I showed up to high school and they were like, "Well, you can serve, right?" And I was like, "I can do a little underhand serve." Nice. And they were like, "Oh no, yeah, that won't work. Sorry." <laughs> I knew it. It's okay. I'm not good at sports. That's okay. Not everyone is. You're great at running. You're great at fitness. You're great. I'm at great so at many individual things. things. You're great at planning. I am a good planner. You guys, if you ever need a trip planned, no, don't do that. <laughs> Never she call gets me. Stressed out, but <laughs> she plans a really good trip. <laughs> Never call me. Don't find me. <laughs> Too bad. Everyone knows how. <laughs> Email us at backtopodcast at gmail dot com. That's b a c k t o podcast. <laughs> Uh, we digress. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So, you know, I think it's like right after that, Brandon has to go to the peach pit and be like, Nat, I need to, you know, take some time off or like adjust my schedule so that I can play or coach the team. And Nat, 
Okay, Nat is super okay with him just, like, changing up his schedule, yeah. which makes me think, like, what was the point of Lavoine? Oh, my gosh, I know. Only to, <laughs> I mean, but. I mean, I know what the point goodness. of Lavoine was. <laughs> thank goodness we but, got her. Like, the world needs more Lavoine. <laughs> Nat was just like, oh, you need to not work? Okay. Cool, like, sounds good. Yeah. And, yeah, his only thing was, like, okay, but you have to play my kids. Right. And then Brandon being like, you coach? How do you not know that? Well, and that's my thing that I, I wonder how self-centered uh, Brandon actually is. I mean, truth be told, I actually really liked Brandon in this episode. I thought yeah. this was a good episode for him because it showed his morality. And, and I also felt bad for him when it came to gym because of all the expectations and stuff. But then I'm like, wait a minute. How do you not know this about Nat? And honestly, it's probably just a plot point. It's definitely yeah. a plot point. I mean, all of it's a plot point. Yeah. But, like... Even later when Nat gets the shirts and they're called, like, the pits and they, like, eat at the peach pit. Like, how has Brandon never seen a gaggle of children? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. No, but as soon as he said that, like, you know it's going to be this, like, ragtag youth league versus the, like, Globo Gym. Yeah, it's the Sandlot versus the Globo Gym. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's super adorable, though, and I would have loved to have Nat, but then... The problem is, is I developed a competitive streak. So for as much fun as I would have loved to be on Nat's team, I would have eventually wanted to win. Yeah, and see, I'm sitting over here being like, I would much rather play for Nat and lose but get to play yeah. than play on the other team and win, but like, no, I'm just going to sit on the bench sure. because oh, I yeah. am not a competitive person. Totally. No, that makes sense. But And then they like go to the actual game, and I just – sad they're like there has to be a mercy rule like oh, these are there kids is. no there certainly is i think it's like 10 runs or something yeah i mean because you're like, not gonna come back from that well and they're kids yeah. like you can't even just keep them out that long that's why right literally goes six innings instead of nine mm-hmm. i feel like the kids were what like nine ten something like that ish, ish. ish. i have yeah. no idea i mean some of the kids were like little babies like the one that kept getting made fun of oh my he was tiny which like that was so rude and the parents could hear that and they weren't doing anything that's mm-hmm. i think what bothered me the most is like i know you're supposed to hate the kid that's being a brat yeah. noah but like everyone is allowing this to happen They're right. like oh he's just he just wants to win also writers why did you name the asshole kid and not the kid who's bad at baseball i know i literally refer to him in my notes as bad at baseball oh i think i referred to him as little guy i don't think i ever talked about (laughs) him at all yeah i had why are you bullying little guy you little punk yeah yeah no i just wrote noah's a dick and that was about where i left it but i mean so that's the day I think that, you know, Brandon walks off the field and he goes home later to talk to Jim about it. And yeah. Jim just starts yelling at him. He and just is rips like, into him. Yeah, he's like, the Brandon I know wouldn't have walked off the field and, you know, saying all this stuff. And all I could think of was, yes, he would. Yeah. That's exactly what Brandon does. He, he started a fight. He started a screaming match at your party. Yes. Because... His girlfriend he, was working. Well, that and he thought his uh, the client or whatever was corrupt. Yeah. Like, this is exactly what Brandon does is, you know, he sees something is wrong and he gets upset about it. And then, like, the 
the issue with Brandon is he takes it straight to an 11 instead of, like, building up to an 11. Yeah. But he still will stand up for whatever he thinks is right. And truly, I think in this case, like, he did kind of build it. Because at first he's like, this is wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. But then he kind of keeps going. And then then, he sees more evidence. And then he's like, no, you need to run a lap. No, you need to listen to me. Mm -hmm. You know, all of this stuff. And then when no one's listening to him and his assist co-coach or whatever is like we need to play up to the parents and steve knows exactly what he's doing like it's not like steve is disillusioned about this no like i think that's yeah when brandon has enough and leaves so but jim only sees the like zero to 100 side of it because he wasn't there and then it's just like laying in the bed yelling at him well and then it also makes me extremely sympathetic to brandon because i feel like sometimes brandon just can't win um, because he does truthfully want to be in the right in whatever he does. I genuinely think all of his intentions are good, no matter yeah. what. Even if something goes sideways, even if he's being a little self-righteous, even if, you know, whatever the case may be, I genuinely think he always has the best intentions in mind. And you would think that Jim would know that because he puts all this pressure on him to be the best, to have the best grades, be, you know, the rule Involved follower. in sports, involved in extracurriculars, yeah. running for class president. Like, driving Brenda everywhere. Like, have, you know, being responsible Having a job car, to pay for your car. Exactly. Yeah, like, I mean, even in just the season, which is the only thing that we have seen of mm-hmm. all of these people, like, Brandon has constantly shown that, like, you know, I may not agree with the way that he goes about it or, mm-hmm. like, I may get annoyed at the white knight complex, but right. he is being a good guy. No, absolutely. And Jim knows it, and yet Jim is like, constantly, like, it's never enough. Exactly. And so I just hate that for Brandon. Yeah, and, I mean, Jim apologizes for it later, but it's not good enough for me. And I just worry. I worry it's going to be a breaking point. Like, I don't know. I just worry it's going to be a point of contention forever. Yeah. Like, Brandon's heart seems to always be in the right place. Mm -hmm. And his behaviors are just not quite right for any of the situations. Sure. And that's all that Jim can focus on, I think, is the way that Brandon's behaving. And instead of being like, hey, I know how you feel about this. Maybe here's a better way to handle your situation. It's just, you're wrong. You're the worst son. Hate you. Yeah. yeah. It's like he could easily my like. My back hurts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me more medication. Um, instead of being like, you're wrong. You, you know, you suck or whatever. He could easily just be like, oh, you're having trouble punishing or like, you know, talking to the kid. This Maybe is a, go about it this way. Yeah. This isn't an experience that Brandon has ever had to deal with. Exactly. So he has like, experience with a baby. And that went terribly. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I think the Jim and Brandon thing is just, it's it's rubbing me the wrong way. Me too. Repeatedly, and I don't like it. Especially because Brandon seems to just, trying to be, like, ask for advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jim is just like, well, you're wrong, and don't be so bad at handling things. Be better, but I'm not yeah. going to help you get there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to advise you, and I'm not going to coach you, and I'm not going to help you do this. I'm just going to assume you're going to figure it out, or you'll just be wrong. Well, and since you didn't already figure it out, I'm mad at you. Exactly. Like, yeah. It, That's not parenting. <laughs> no, and it makes me, honestly, Jim has had a lot of missteps on this show. Like, For sure. I, I'm sure there has been some point, but... At this point, I can't think of a time that I've liked Jim because 
Like, we just talked about how he has done the same thing to Brandon over and over and over again. His relationship with Cindy was on the rocks. Mm -hmm. He's made some comments to Brenda that I really didn't like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Cindy is really, like, holding it down. Yeah, thank God for Cindy. Right? But, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's rough. But, I mean, yeah, so at that point, Brandon, I guess, feels like he has to stay with this team for his dad. And he, you know, he does agree, like, okay, I'll keep coaching them until you come back because, like, our family made a commitment to do this. Right, right. But at the same time, we have another practice game with Nat's team, and Mm -hmm. it's not fair to them that they're not, you know, getting the same sort of coaching and whatnot and, like, convinces Dylan to come help him with the scrappy Sandlot kids. Yeah, and Dylan shows up to the field looking super cute. Suck yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Pants. Those oh my pants. God. pants. No, I was honestly, like, he looked so cute. But I was like, you uh, you got one of those crop tops, too? Right? Like, ugh. ugh. The challenge is, I think, actually, Steve's body type is more conducive to the crop yeah, top absolutely. than Dylan. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't care. I would still love to see it. <laughs> I would look at my own husband in a crop top, and I think that would be something. <laughs> It would be something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so they they decide to help Nat's kids, and that's when they're, like, sitting in the peach pit with all of these kids being like, well, we got everything except a pitcher. Yep. Bing! And then the, ding, little, ding, ding, the ding. little light bulb goes off, and they're just like, hey, Andrea, that child that you mentioned that we have no idea if you have any sort of connection to. Yeah. <laughs> you want to call them? I like how they just assumed she could just, like, find the kid. I know. But she does. <laughs> I mean, if anyone can do it, Andrea can do it. Yeah, because she's actually an investigative journalist. <laughs> Not Brandon. Brandon has nothing. That's funny. But she gets the kid, and I love it because it's such a, um, it's like, oh, what was the sports movie? I mean, there's tons, but, like. Um, where they've got all their hair, like, stuffed into their hat. And then they pull it down, and it comes out, and they're like, it's a girl! Yep. That happened to me, actually. So, when I played t-ball, and I was, like, four and five years old, um, my hair was literally about as long as it is now. And But I would always, I had to stuff it in my helmet, um, because there wasn't, like, a little, like, ponytail hole in the back. Um, but because I was also tiny... Um, whenever I'd like run to first base or run at all, my helmet would fly off (laughs) and I was one of two girls on the t-ball team at the time. And so anytime I'd like run, like, and I'd like do the Al Moran, like sticking my head back because I'd be running. Yeah. Then all of a sudden the helmet would come off and my mom would say that everyone in the stands would be like, it's a girl. (laughs) Because all my hair would be stuffed in my helmet. You're living a 90s sports movie dream. I am. It was so fun. And yeah, t-ball rocked. No, I just loved it so much because, like, it is such a trope. Like, I can't, yes. I can think of so many movies that did it. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, she shows up and, like, stuffs it all up into her hat. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, Avery is also a girl's name. They're like, oh, we just assumed. Yeah, we know what happens when you assume. That's right. You pick the wrong gender. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, yeah, she shows up, and then they have uniforms, and they've had, like, a week of practices. yeah. And all of a sudden, like, she is just throwing them all out. Yeah, well, and she comes up to bat, and they pitched her, and they probably think, oh, this is going to be an easy out. Yeah, everybody move in. But then, 
launched, like just raked that ball right over the fence. Like, man, this girl can crush, and I loved it. She just circled. She should have done a bat flip. She should have uh, circled the bases. She shouldn't man. have just like the slow like walk jog yep. of like you're never gonna get the ball. Yep. Oh man, but it I was love great. it. But I like, it. I do wish she had ever said anything yeah, she didn't other say- than just show up and be a girl. Yeah, she had no lines. Yeah. No, she was there for the sake of being a trope. Yeah. But I love the trope. Sure. Because girls can do anything boys can do. Well, and I just like the fact that they kind of proved, like, it doesn't really matter gender. If well, you're good, you're good. I was going to say, they're proving a lot of things in it of, like, it doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter if you have money or not. Right. Because, like, Nat's team keeps up with them as soon as they have someone coaching them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, and they get the girl that is talented just not a billionaire or whatever, or not, quote-unquote, Beverly Hills. Well, and that's the thing is she wouldn't be playing if she was on the Beverly Hills team because they make Mm -hmm. the comment of how they pulled her out because it was too competitive. Right, exactly. But, you know, I'm sure that part of the way they got her to play was like, well, first of all, you can play again. Second Mm -hmm. of all, we're not like that. Third of all, you'd be beating the people that are like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's a really close game, and then Noah... It com- it's coming down to, I think, like, the last out or Yeah, it's, like, like the that. very last thing is his bottom mm-hmm. of the sixth, two outs, and, you know, everything's and, on the line. And the little Noah Punk kid, it's, like, he's bullying little guy again, and he's little so guy's up to rude. bat. And, like, before that, Brandon had had a pep talk with the team and was like, I predict we're going to win this game. Yeah, I but then he, like. going to strike him out. He throws in the stuff of, like, this kid's had a really hard life and we don't have to make it worse. Right. And it, like, makes the other kid be like, that's right. Yeah, like, he says something like... Oh, we are assholes. Right. He says something like, and I also predict at the end of the game, you know, we're going to be... We're going to have good sportsmanship or we're going to be nice or whatever it is. And so it gets in the pitcher's head when he hears Noah, like, barking at this kid, which I played lots of sports. This didn't happen. No. Like, you might go, hey, batter, 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 like, literally, like, taunt like that, and, like, we'd have cheers from the dugout, but it was never pointed at a kid saying that you suck. It was literally, like, we're going to make noise to affect you. (laughs) So, it was interesting. My boss, his kids play travel sports, Mm -hmm. and they had baseball tournaments this weekend, and he shows me a video because it was, like, kind of this same thing where, like, they were down. It was the bottom of the six. The bases are loaded. And it was, like, three balls. Mm. And, th- like, this dad in the crowd starts yelling, like, he's not going to swing. He's not going to do it. And all of this stuff. And then, like, I watched the video. I heard this guy yelling at a 12-year-old. Yeah. And then the 12-year-old hits it out of the park. Oh, yeah. And no, was, it's always the parents. Yeah. Like, and that was the thing that got me is, like, you can – here it was his wife that was recording it and so like he hits the ball and all of a sudden like her phone is shaking all around and she's screaming for him but you heard these asshole parents before it and i was like this is a kid well and that's the thing that would happen too is like the refs or the umpires or whoever it was whatever sport would get in the way of that like Mm -hmm. because it's part of the game that you have sportsmanship yeah you can't just be jerks that's why you see like when soccer games get chippy the ref steps in and they yeah. say, look, this has to stop. She starts pulling cards. She starts calling more fouls because you you want to temper that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's just a game and your people. So 
the refs couldn't do a whole lot with parents, but occasionally the umpire, like at softball games and stuff like that, when the parents would be yelling, he'd throw people out. Yeah. Because it's like, this. there's no room for that here. And so, yeah, that just wouldn't happen definitely in the teams, but I would I would definitely hear it from parents. Yeah, no, I have seen a lot more of that, like, happening to parents yeah, than it does exactly. happen to kids. But so but. in this game, so Noah's taunting little guy, and the pitcher is like, wait a minute, i got to remember what Brandon said. And also, this kid on my team sucks, and he's being really mean, so I'm going to throw an easier ball to hit. I'm not necessarily going to strike this kid out. And then little guy hits it and gets a base hit, and they win the game! Go Nats team the pits. <laughs> it's the pits. It's the pits. <laughs> I love that. Like Brandon doesn't know anything about Nat. He's like, why are there two T's? Yeah, it's like, I'm from Pittsburgh. It's like, yeah. how did you not know Nat was from Pittsburgh? <laughs> well, and then like at some point, Jim is like, oh, I'm really excited to meet Nat or something like that. I'm like, you have never gone to the Peach Pit to see your son? Yeah, that's like a local joint. Like I feel like he would have at least like ventured over there at one point, maybe. Well, and like. You know, I don't know, maybe my parents are more involved than other people, but, like, I got the job at Chili's, and my parents were like, oh, we'll come see you, and yeah. you just, like, sit in my section. Yeah, like, That's you just think that would happen. If you spend a lot of time somewhere, and, like, you want to support them, like, after that, I was like, you don't need to come see me anymore, but that's because I worked at the diner, and the diner was a horrible place. <laughs> they didn't need to see that. Producer Mary was, like, vehemently shaking her head, yes. <laughs> like, oh, yes, I was there, too. Yeah, this place was horrible. I remember. <laughs> certified but yeah i mean i guess i guess that's everything because then that's when they win the game and then wally comes running up and his right owner is like one of the kids on the dukes Mm -hmm. that was like not great yeah the the nose picker that steve was just like he's grossing me out (laughs) yeah i pulled him out because he was grossing me out (laughs) he has to run laps because i don't like his finger in his nose yeah like okay i mean cool it was, it was a little gross. Maybe don't do that in front of all your friends. Right. But but it's not lap worthy. No. Jesus. Steve was just being so mean. He's just being so Beverly Hills. Although I will guarantee that kid is never going to pick his nose in public right? anymore now I that wouldn't. Steve has shamed him. God. Yeah. So I mean, I guess that's it. Like you know, Brandon and Dad made up. Mm-hmm. I guess it was like a little awkward. Yeah. And Brandon earned respect from exactly one child. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what matters. That's all Brandon needed. Just that little tiny ego boost. Yeah, so so what do you rate the episode? (sighs) Not great. That was the thing is like, I, like the substance of it, I don't care. It was just like, bleh. But I guess it was a good, yes, very much so. I just thought it was like, it didn't really move the plot forward except to show that I don't know that well, there's I mean, sports going on. I was just, I, honestly, we don't really see a lot of carryover episode to episode anyway. So yeah. I don't think it really matters. And Definitely like, not this episode. Well, and like, you know, Brandon isn't going to coach the team anymore. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. It's kind of like with the whole teachers, like when they show classroom shots or whatever it's like you're not gonna see this teacher episode to episode so so yeah it didn't really matter so i think i'm gonna give it a b minus and i initially put that and then i kind of went down to a c plus so i'm like teetering c plus i was gonna say a c but then dylan in tight pants and steven crop top steven a crop top and kelly's american flag shorts so 
C for crop top. Ooh, C for crop top. I like it. B. And I'll give it a plus because the the fashion was pretty good. It was on point. Even the baseball uniforms were, like, really cute, too. Yeah. Because no, like, they were so 90s. I know. I loved it. Then I'm just going to be obvious and do B for baseball. B for baseball. So we got a B. Did you say B minus? B minus. B minus. So B for baseball and for bullying. And for Brandon. Yep. And then C for crop, C minus, I mean C plus for crop top. I like it. Cool. All right. Good one. Yep. Anyway, what's next? So next week, um, it's, guys, we are one, or this will, next week will be the last episode before this season one season finale. I was so excited. I'm really excited because next episode is the spring dance. That's right. Which sounds like prom. Sounds like prom, sounds like a formal, sounds like drama. Sounds like dress shopping. Yes. No, no. it's going to be a good episode. And we're one away. We're one away from the season finale. I can't believe we've already made it one season. I know. Only nine more to go. <laughs> it's just going to fly. The next five years are going to fly it's by. Gonna fly. You're just going <laughs> to join this ride with us and you're going to fly. Uh, yeah. So next week, it's season one, episode 21, Spring Dance. All right. Well, um, I will see you then. Wait. All right. Before we go. Yes. Don't forget to follow us That's on right. Twitter and Instagram. It's at Back to Podcast. You can't miss it. Um, and also, don't forget to give us a rating and review. Honestly, the iTunes reviews, that's how we get noticed. Yep. So do it. And don't forget, we shout you out. Yeah, we do. We'll do that anytime. Yeah, anytime Anywhere. you give us one, we'll then put it out there. Yeah. And then if you want to tell us about your really cute dog and why it's worth owning a dog, you can send us an email at backtopodcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. So did we get any new followers this week or none? <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. We got so many new followers since the last time we announced this How stuff. How many? Uh, 12. 12? 12. So, um, so just extra special thank yous to at Eggleswag, at Andrea Zuckerma1, at Al underscore Kit, at Arsenal NRA, at Draft Mechanic, at Anthony Tift, at AGT Lemonade, at Chachi Zoolander, at Chrissy Franchi, at Lynn J. Bill, at Steve Gomez247, and at Matsky. Thank you so much for following us. Oh, thanks, guys. And Thank keep you. doing it. Yeah, tell your friends. Spread it out. We uh, we post every like time the episode drops, so just share it. Send it out to your own Twitter followers and give us more followers. Yeah, we release every Wednesday. And you don't have to watch the show to follow along. Because yeah, Mary me. will tell you what happened. Mary That's... will tell you, and then we're pretty comprehensive. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Just listen. Give or, it a try. It'll make sense. Or watch the show, too, because that's fun, too. Yeah. It's mostly on the internet. <laughs> yeah. If, if you don't have time, we're here for you. Don't worry. <laughs> that's why we do this. Okay. So I will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya.